In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I have so much, so much. Very, very much. To share with you. Are you speaking to me or the people that... The people. You, all the people. All right, fair enough. I I want to pull this uh, up because I want to make sure I um, mention everything correctly. Okay. The other day, Disney Plus released a movie called Stargirl. Based on the DC property. Huh? Or not not the DC property. I'm sorry. Not not that. It's it's based on a Marvel property. It is? Yeah. If it's the one I'm thinking of. She didn't have any superpowers? Is I'm okay, then I may be th- thinking of something entirely what, different. What was she supposed to do? No, Stars and Stripes. That's what I'm thinking of. I Never, mind. Never it, mind. It's a DC property. I was right. All right. Okay. It is based on a novel. And it is about nonconformity, and that sounds really ponderous, right, right up front. I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not doing the big sell right Mm-mm. there. Now, my children had to school my husband. Don't you know who Grace Van Der Waal is, Dad? No, then should he, I? And then he stormed out of the room. No, Grace Van Der Waal. Grace Van Der Waal won America's Got Talent sometime within the past. Decade. That explains also why I didn't know who that was. And she plays the ukulele. And I'm still not finding out a reason that I want to know who she is. Wait. Wait for it. And um oh I'm just gonna show you this guy. He's the older version of oh, I can see him. What's in my head? He he was in. Um... I can't even look at the, the. You keep shaking the phone at me. <laughs> okay, okay. Who is the guy who is in? Um, well, crud. Uh, it's like nothing in my brain is working. That guy, you I mean, know, he. It's he kind of looks like General Hux, like okay, no. the, an older. No, now I'm gonna he Michael Michael Cena. Okay, all right, I got. Yes, you. I can see. He's that. the young Michael Cena because Michael Cena is what. He's really not that old, but, but this but guy. But I get what you're saying. Like he's younger in the sense, like that he could still be. Yes, like, and it's the same type of elementary guy. School. It's like, oh, can you get Michael Cena? Oh, he's almost he thirty. He is unavailable. Uh, we, we need Michael Cena, but fifteen years ago. It's okay, like, it's like when Deadpool kidnapped Fred Savage, and exactly, like, no one does. No one does childhood wonder like you, Fred. No one. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm in my forties. Okay, uh, now Star Girl. In talking about it, it will probably sound star stupid. It is enchantingly lovely and has some wonderful biting sarcasm and Which is the best kind of sarcasm. Yes. Much like fried chicken is the best kind of chicken. And uh better call Saul, who's that guy? Him. The one the the lawyer. The yeah, main that the guy? main character. That guy? Who's in other stuff too? That guy's in it, and there are other people you'll recognize. But it was so much better than I had expected it to be. I expected it to fall around uh, something that I could tolerate, 
but wouldn't go, oh, that was a great experience. We should all watch that together. It was just kind of, Disney has a new movie. Dave Odenkirk. Is that his name? Better Call Saul? I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's I'm sorry. Like, when you when you ask me a name and I can't immediately do it, my, my brain locks in that mode until I give it that information, and then it will let it move on. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to recall the name that's going to be like, fine. You know that automatic breathing you do? It's about to get shut down, buddy. You better think of that name. Uh, yeah, Dave Odenkirk is in it, but I was not thinking of Dave Odenkirk. I was thinking of Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, okay. Well, that all right. Well, who is not the Saul of no. Better Call Saul? And uh, I really, oh wow, his ear really close up. Anyway, there are. I was surprised to see him and others of his ilk. Star Girl is. Much in Disney's way, you've got a uh, a great little family. Dad dies. Mom and kid move. I know already you're uplifted. Mom and kid move off to start a new life. And he his dad always wore fun ties. So the kid's like six, seven years old. He wears dad's tie all the time because, you know, his dad is dead. That's, so he wears his dad's tie. You were not so, uplifted. Wait. Today. So he gets to school. The first day of school. Somebody... Cuts his tie tie. off. Yeah. And then every birthday, a wacky tie is is a beautiful tie is left on his front doorstep. And he does not know who has done this. He assumes it's his mom, but it wasn't his mom. And it wasn't his dead dad either. But I digress. And so then uh, he starts by saying, "I, I went to this school and nothing ever happens here. And then I saw her. And then you see this ethereal creature come in who is not afraid to be herself. And it's charming. It's it's just charming. And This is where the conformity part, or, or well, lack thereof. It's not like she's like really out there. But she's, she's not raging against the machine. No, like. <laughs> but you've, you've met a teenager or 10, and some of them don't want to be noticed because, you know, they don't want to be noticed. And... They all want to be slackers and just kind of slug through those horrible years without anything happening. And she just doesn't approach life like that. Maybe that's why people thought I was unusual at that age. Like, not only did I like attention, I often did things to draw attention yes. to myself. I, I believe I've told you stories yes. uh, of it. Uh, um, for instance, you see them at a football game, and there's like 10 people in the crowd, and apparently the They've never won anything, and the cheerleaders are yawning. It's a whole like, typical— Like my childhood soccer team. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things like, ah, and everyone's like, eh, it's over. And then she just walks onto the field with her little ukulele and does the most charming version of Be True to Your School, which inspires everyone. And then everything changes because she inspires people to try— the and, ukulele, no less. Yes, and it's lovely. It really is. So, anyway, uh, end of movie, and uh, then she leaves. But not to give it away, it is a lovely film, and it's far better than I thought it was going to be. And which is sometimes a film's like kind of their 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 hidden their their hidden ingredient. Yes, like when. Okay, I, I've went into several movies and just been like, okay, I this is 
I'm going to hate this. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely. And, and then when I find myself like not absolutely detesting like, well, it. Well, you saw cats. Well, uh, I didn't see cats. And like, I, I'm going to go ahead and end the, ruin, ruin the end of the movie. Um, I'm not. I'm just, I'm not I really want going to see, cats with you. to see that. Like, I, I, even on my deathbed, they're like, we can give you the cure to diabetes and we can erase it from your past gotta watch cats but you have to watch cats and i'll be like bring bring my parents in 3d bring my bring my parents and my family it it will feel like it because it's it's going to affect your entire body (laughs) it's like four or five dimensions um and they'll be like i'll be like i need to say goodbye to my children and my wife and my parents and Mm -hmm. all the people that have loved me and this and they're like you just have to watch the we have the blu-ray right here sir and i'll be like um i just can't can does the doctor have cyanide capsules? <laughs> and they're like, I just just watch the oh watch ten minutes of it. I it's still it's not yeah it's not worth it. So Star Girl, first of all, um, Lauren's going to love it, and I think you should be able to drag the boys into it as well. It's not like it's told from the boys' point of view. I know that you say drag the boys into it, and you mean it metaphorically. But you understand no, sometimes. No, I mean you're going to have to actually drive Like them. if you don't have boys, like you need to you need to hear this like from somebody that that's experienced it. You will sometimes literally have to drag the boys into it, especially oh, yeah. if they've got the stubborn gene like mine do. And man, man do they. But they don't realize how stubborn their father is. And by the way, apparently Mason's voice has changed because yep. Jenna said and then all of a sudden I heard Mason say something and it didn't sound like Mason at all. When did that happen? It's yeah, it's a thing that happens when uh, you uh, grow very older. Peter very Peter Brady of him. Anyway, it is worth your time. I would say it's even worth your time if you don't have kids. It was just a lovely little surprise of a movie that it just did everything right and yeah, you you guessed the premise. Be true to yourself, be who you are, everything's going to be okay. Why don't you just be who you are instead of trying to be something you're not? It sounds a lot like what I experienced when I saw Peanut Butter Falcon. Like, oh, I yeah. just, I went into that, I saw Shia LaBeouf was in it, and I'm like, no, no, I'm trapped. What have I done? Oh, Why he's also I? in this. What have I? Okay, is, no, he's not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is that rapscallion doing? First he shows up and ruins Indiana Jones, and then he's he's like, oh, guess what? I'm more than ruining any Indiana Jones of those stupid Transformer movies. Yeah. Uh, so Stargirl's on Disney+, Plus, and you should watch it. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching. And this you're going to be able to talk about with me right. in minor detail. Fair enough. The Netflix decided, hey, there's this little coronavirus going around. Let's put on movies that people will go, huh. One of them they have not put on yet, I Am Legend. But the other one, which I have just rewatched, is... Is, is it Outbreak? It is Outbreak. There you go. That Well, I mean, it, it does seem a little bit more current, like despite the... Because it's what, 95? 95. 95, okay. Mm-hmm. And let's see, a $50 million budget. I wonder how much it made. It doesn't tell me. That's irrelevant. First of all, I had forgotten 
how many names were in this movie. I knew Dustin Hoffman was in it. I knew Rene Russo was in it. And that's really all I remembered. Because I just remember Dustin Hoffman looking up and going, it's airborne. That's literally I remember all I remember the, about I remember the, the poster like for this movie. And it, it was a lot of like really famous faces, but like with a yellow background because they were wearing like hazmat suits mm-hmm. or something. Something like that. Let's see. In 1995, Patrick Dempsey was 29 years old, I think. Sure. And I did not realize that McDreamy was in it. And he plays a character similar to, well, his hair reminded me a lot of George Clooney's hair in in the, The Facts of Life. Except with an earring. That's saying a lot. That, that's quite the description. I know. So it starts with Scotty's nephew dying. Translate that one. I like. I like it. <laughs> it's it's better without the. Uh, so Scotty's nephew dies first, and that's how it starts. And Donald Southern Sutherland is playing. Now this is a stretch. Donald Sutherland is playing an evil military guy. I think that's all. Isn't that the same character he was in the uh, the Hunger Games movies too? Maybe, that's maybe, what he does. Maybe he was an evil politician in that. He's he was, an evil something. He switches it up. He's an evil, and then just yes. fill in job there. <laughs> we need an evil. <gasps> like can so, I a, sometimes can I be they, an army guy. They get yeah. him. They get him to do something, and he's like, "Well, that character's not evil." So he is evil. Now God is also in it, but he is not. He he's having a hard time with what's going on. Morgan Freeman before, or maybe after he got to play God. I don't know. Just a lot of people are in it, and watching Kevin Spacey in this movie. That's right. He's in it. I know. Pre pre House of Cards and uh, yes, but post Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey. I have to say, there was a little bit of mincing going on. You know, looking back on a lot of things that Kevin Spacey did after more of his history was mm-hmm. brought up, um, he put a little bit too much of himself to a lot of characters he played. <laughs> Like, like, like when I watch uh, House of Cards, and I'm just like, he's sinister, and there's something off, and like just uncomfortable about this this man. How does he? How does he? How does he put himself in that mindset? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Kevin Spacey was playing himself. Like, yes. oh, Cuba oh. Gooding Jr. is in it as well. Does not ask anyone to show him the money. No, but. There's, there's just, I, there's such delight in this because it's so very much exposition scene here. You mean you want me? You want me to? How am I going to get on that ship? Scientific well, explanation. Scientific explanation. Scientific explanation. <laughs> you want me to jump onto this carrier in the middle of the ocean? So Dustin Hoffman jumps out of a helicopter, lands on the deck. Of an Asian ship and says, does anyone speak English? What? No English? Doctor! I'm a doctor! He raises his 
voice and says, I'm a doctor. And they go, doctor. And he <laughs> comes downstairs to show. It's so awesome. Well, I mean, keep in mind, this was also an era when like a... <laughs> You could a name above the title of a movie like could open your film, like in Dustin Hoffman, who is only a couple of years removed from Hook at this point. Like Dustin Hoffman was still a very large star. Oh um, yeah, you know, like, but it's just it wasn't even the Dustin Hoffman part. It was none of them speak English. He's talking louder, and they understood him. And it was a uh, Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah, directed this. He did. Never-ending story as well. Am I right? Yes. Am I correct? And, I think so. And, and Das Boot, I think. They just talked louder at each other in Das Boot. There, there are so many, like directors, Useless things that, that have. Oh, yeah, uh, but we—that's th- its own separate podcast. <laughs> um, just those films have nothing to do with one another. Like you can find a through line and so, like Look Rid- at all the jobs we've had they like, have nothing to do with like each other. ridley scott you can draw a line through a lot of mm. his films or like even like you know the aesthetic like the visuals any of that wolfgang peterson like, i did uh, the never-ending story which is really difficult to even describe to somebody that has never seen it oh yeah. i also did a movie that uh, dustin hoffman starred as a doctor with an ebola-like uh, outbreak um, I was gonna was gonna direct a Batman versus Superman movie at one point. I think I did a film about Troy. Like, just he has this oddly like disparate filmography over the course of thirty years that you're like, huh? Well, you, what kind of movies do you even want to make? Like, I know. you just he just never could decide. Yeah, so he just they kept throwing money at him. So outbreak is is about an, an outbreak and. Dustin Hoffman, being Dustin Hoffman, uh, can cure anything. And uh, there's there's the idea that the... He's the, he's the house. Yes, of, there's the idea that the U.S. government would just blow up a whole town because they have this virus. And it's not mirroring the whole coronavirus stuff in my mind as much as I Am Legend because as I recall, in the beginning of I Am Legend... They're going we'll to nuke, what is it, uh, Manhattan Island? Oh, I don't even remember that part. I just remember he's alone and he's watching recorded newscasts because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. And apparently he recorded newscasts. And so it was just, you know, breaking news this, breaking news that. And that's more of how I think we're experiencing the coronavirus at this point. where We're just hearing breaking news stories. Yeah. And so... When I think about it, I think more of I Am Legend. And so I have to train my dogs better because I just don't want the zombie dogs to get my dogs is what it's down to. Because, well, I mean, that's probably where Jim and I come in because you've already said, you know, if, if we can't make synthetic insulin. So oh, yeah. Well, I, he's it, not on it yet, but he's real close. At least at least you can use like one of one of your, your like multi-decade close friends and husband as cannon fodder. For a like, save the amount. dogs! For a brief amount. But, you know, one of my kids, she's kind of slow moving just because she's like, what? You said hurry, but I'm doing something. You don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be faster than her. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying sacrifice your children, but I'm saying if there's a dinosaur or a zombie or dinosaur. something and you don't want to die, it's an option. So uh, I did rewatch that and... 
I found it very entertaining. But what's super important for you, and now I have to find out what medium we watched it on, but I saw something that if you haven't seen, you're going to want to watch immediately. It involves a movie that you love. What is that movie, Adam? Um, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. Oh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And who's airing it? Not that. Not the movie. Movie. It, it's called Back to the Future. Something. Something. No. No. Now there's a documentary about it called Back in Time. Maybe that was it. Or is it one detailing the creation of the new musical that no, is no, playing no. off Broadway? No. Maybe it is Back in Time. The Secrets of the Back to the Future trilogy. The chances are, no, Jane, whatever you're talking no. about. I thought this was fairly new. Um, Michael J. Fox is clearly he looked current. I understand what that means. Okay. And uh, it also had Adam Goldberg in it. And when it, I thought the title was Back to the Future, it's like, why are we watching Back to the Future? Not that we shouldn't, but and then it wasn't the movie. I think I think it's the documentary, it's documentary. Back in Time. Yeah. Okay, I, I yeah, I own it. I've seen it. It's good. Now I'm going to have to look it up because I really thought it was like super current, but maybe it's not. I want to say it came out in like 2017, 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's reasonably true. current. But 2015. I, I, is that right? Um. That Well, you know, from a standpoint yeah, of releasing it. it. Yeah. It's back in time. Okay. Okay. Uh, now I've forgotten who's showing it. It could be on Amazon, maybe it's on Netflix, could be on Hulu. It's on something streaming, and it made me think of you. I, I know that you're going to have a difficult time believing this, but as somebody that has bought the Blu-rays and, and DVDs and VHS, I actually own every release of the film. Like, there's multiple copies and of the And yet like, they the still VHS. haven't released the um, Eric Stoltz stuff. I mean, you've got... You have some like a very small amount of footage, and you've got like some stills of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would really love to see those those weeks of filming that they they had to put in the can because they took the main actor mm-hmm. out of it. Um, like there is a shot that actually still has his hand in mm-hmm. the. Technically, Eric Stoltz is in the movie. Like not not Did he like get paid a, for that. I mean, I'm sure he he worked for. Five well, weeks. Well, that part, yeah. Listen, if Marlon Wayans can be paid for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, despite never having been in the film, what? he was uh, signed on to do Batman Forever when Tim Burton was still attached mm-hmm. to it. Before Warner Brothers decided they wanted to make the more movie more toyetic, like he was even fitted for the costume. Mm-hmm. But the way that his contract is negotiated. It was pay or play, plus he also got a piece of any sequels that were made to this movie. Now, funny story, and you may remember this if you've seen the movie Batman Forever, he does not play Robin in that movie. Or anything. He has nothing. He didn't. All he did was show up for a couple of costume fittings. He did. He he filmed nothing in that movie. They didn't start, and like two weeks in, they're like, this just isn't working. Mm-hmm. Literally, he never showed up a day or filmed anything. But he still gets cuts. Like he still says he gets checks for like, you know, the the DVD, like like the cut of it or like they've aired it on whatever. He still gets checks for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. He goes, Yeah, he goes, those movies get so much like just hate thrilled at him. He goes, 
I love those movies. Here's <laughs> I love them. Because I'm still making money off a movie that I didn't have anything to do with. Like, I think that's great. W- once Joel Schumacher came in, like he went in a completely different direction. They ended up casting Chris O'Donnell, even though like he had... This is at the point that I think Michael Keaton was still mm-hmm. in there as Batman, and they were even, I think, talking to... Robin Williams to be the Riddler. But then Burton was like, listen, if you want to do it this way, that's not the movie I want to make. And then Michael Keaton said, if Burton's gone, I'm gone. And then Marlon Wayne's over here just going, just, just pay me money. Just that's pay awesome. me my money. Um, Which reminds me for something different to watch. And there are only two episodes that were done like this, but did you happen to see Seth Myers and Stephen Colbert doing their shows without an audience. No. I... Oh, go to YouTube and watch it. And it's very entertaining. Stephen Colbert, what, what happened is in New York, they had said starting this coming week, the late night shows would not have an audience, but they would still do the shows, just not in front of an audience. And then... The day before the last day of filming for last week, they said, um, scratch that. You don't have an audience starting tonight, and you have no guests because they all canceled. So Seth Myers. Now, I remember something similar. I think it was during the writer's strike of, mm-hmm. I think it was maybe a 05 and 06, like where they, they kind of had to work around a, a pretty this seismic is, problem is, for it. But, no, I haven't got to watch the, this. The Seth Meyers thing is fun. He called it casual, uh, casual Thursday or Friday. And he did a closer look because they had already written it. But I don't think there were any graphics or anything. He just he did it, and it was amusing. And I enjoyed that. And then I just thought, well, I wonder what Colbert did. And if I understand correctly, this was the rehearsal for what was going to be the show, but then everything got canceled, and so they aired this. And so it's Colbert's staff is in the audience. It's very entertaining, very entertaining, and now, it's just completely different. If you will keep in mind the backgrounds that both of this these men, like if if I'm remembering correctly, Colbert was in... It was Groundlings or Second mm-hmm. City, um, like, and Myers was on Saturday Night Live for a number of years. Like, really, you could not get better training than like those two mm-hmm. backgrounds in order to have to do something like that. Because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of hosts or performers that could do like they have to have writers or they they mm-hmm. have to have it. Like, you would almost consider these. Two essential elements. Well, this these were written shows. Well, I, was, I'm, I, I was just I throwing that oh. out because we had mentioned the writer strike earlier. But I mean, like an audience, especially to a late night, like talk show host, like really that that kind of yeah. feeds what's going on there. Well, Colbert, you can sense his frustration in that you know we're planning to do this, we're planning to do that. Now this has changed, and it's like what am I going to do? And so there's something just really satisfying about it because you can see he's just 
He's I, just. <laughs> I I love I love Stephen Colbert. Like just... I loved him for the that what is it that nine years uh, Colbert report yes. was on. He um, said, you know, you know what? He says, I've decided I don't want an audience because the only people who don't laugh at my jokes is the audience. You're not here, so I'm just going to assume you're laughing. Ha 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 ha! You just laughed then. I heard it. <laughs> I'm just like he's a. a I understand that, like, there is a very, there's a very, like, political bend that puts off a lot of people uh, to his stuff. But, like, taking all that away, like, if you can, if you can look past that, he's just a funny. He's very funny. Guy. He's very smart. Like, just watch those instances where, like, him, John Stewart, and Steve Carell get back together. <laughs> oh my! I could go- watch that for years. Holy cow! Like, I mean. Like those guys, when they get together, are—I mean—they're just brilliant, mm-hmm. just absolutely stunningly brilliant. Um, and, and like I said, I, I understand the the political angle, especially. I'm going to have to say, if you don't find Stephen Colbert funny, then you're not listening to this show. It probably not, no. or or you're wrong. Well, I, there's I'm just, that. I'm That's just pointing obvious. out, like the guy's hysterical. He's very like, funny. <laughs> so you need to watch this. Also, also, I think one of the writers on the very short-lived Dana Carvey show, mm-hmm. which if you haven't seen Ugh. it, it's only like I think seven episodes. Like you can get the DVD for like less than you can get like three twelve packs of like mm-hmm. Coke or Pepsi. Like uh, buy it. it. It's it's genuinely entertaining. There has never been anything like it on television, and the way that it it crashed and burned and offended its. Uh, it's advertisers probably never will be again. Now, seeing as this is binge or cringe, people have been, let's say, binging at the store. <laughs> See what I did there? And so, in one of your lives, you happen to know things about a store. So, tell the good people are the trucks still delivering stuff? Well, well, they are, but uh, as as anybody that's taken an economy uh, class, uh, supply and demand are also key mm-hmm. key to the the retail environment. Um, and if supply cannot meet demand, that's when shelves start to appear to be empty. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's not because like toilet paper can't be manufactured. It's not that it has a a precious metal like unobtainium that can only <laughs> yeah you like that you like that did you unobtainium. Now I read because I had to Google this. I had to find out why are people buying toilet paper? Why that? Why not mustard? It's it's a respiratory illness. Why 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 are they going as far as you can get from the respiratory uh, before leaving the body? I've seen people paint out of it. Google. (laughs) Anyway, so apparently, psychologically, buying toilet paper satisfies certain needs in that you feel like you're doing something in a helpless situation that you have no control over. It is, it doesn't go bad. And it is sold in bulk. So it's also a bargain. It does after you use it. it It goes bad after you use it. So it it does that. It makes you feel like you've done something in in the face of not being able to do anything. And people are reaching for that because they they can. Um 
I I buy toilet paper because um, we have indoor plumbing. Yeah, and a hundred children. Yeah, so you which, have to constantly. Which that point, like, I I I got like I, I didn't get like stock your bunker kind of toilet uh-huh. paper, but like I pointed out, I was like, listen, there at its height, like there's eight people like in my house, and like. I don't. I don't want to put like too fine a point on it or disgust any. But we all have butts, and it one <laughs> That's way or 16 another. Sixteen cheeks. One in your way house. or another, we're going to need toilet. And like, I can be like restrictive on mine. Like, I'm not just like wrapping my hand up like I'm the mummy. Like, I'm not. I'm not Arnold Voslo. Like, but my six year old, like, he he doesn't care. No. Like. That there might be a shortage on toilet paper. No, he does not. And uh, I'm not taking the risk, and I'm not getting into a situation where I have to figure out a problem to the question, we're out of toilet paper, what do we do? Then you call Jim, and he will give you the corn cob and corn husk review. I can. <laughs> well, that's what people used back in the day. And I said, what people? You? You're telling me you used an old corn cob? Well, that's what people use. But are you the people that were people? Person, individual. <laughs> now, listen. All those unmatched socks. I'm using those before I touch corn cob. Okay. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want this to turn into a nasty podcast. But I'm just, just letting you know. Like we run out of toilet paper. Like will it bring the Sears catalog back? Uh, well, somebody. Somebody brought it up at work, and I'm I'm just like, hey, do we do we have any like phone books or anything? Like, we're not using that. We can just Google that. Like, Google's there. People aren't like running out and buying Google, are they? And we're Zoom's not going to run out of well, Google. We have rags, don't we? It's like again, <laughs> he mentions corn cobs every opportunity he can. Well, I mean, much like our dated references, <laughs> what, what opportunity other than this? Is Jim going to get in order to bring up no. corn cobs, especially like and not corn cob pipes, like no. which is probably the more favorable favorable of the no. two references. No, I just can't imagine. Anyway, so um, I also calmed my girls by saying, "Look, Adam is our secret weapon. If there's really a problem, he's gonna let he's- us know." He's got the inside. I'm not going to worry about it too much, okay? I did. I did message my my father-in-law, like because I know that like he does, um, he does like watch the news, mm-hmm. and he is one of those like I'm prepared for this situation should it arise, mm-hmm. and uh, like he he had had uh, a surgery like done on his leg, so I know he's not as mobile as mm-hmm. he would like to be. So I just kind of shot him a text, and I was like, hey. I know you're watching everything. Do you do you want me to get you like a couple packs? And he's like, I, I just get back a very like concise yes, please. <laughs> and funny enough, uh, it, it jokingly later that week he told me that he loved me. Um, Aww, now, mind you, funny. I've I've adopted his uh, his grandchildren and and married his daughter, and uh, like more more than half a decade in, I. I finally got it, and I was like, "You would really think some of those other things would yeah, have done it." But it shows what's important. Apparently, getting the toilet paper is what pushed me over. And I'm like, "Well, I would have done that like very early on. I, I would have just showed up with some angel soft, you know, scented with lavender, and been like, Hi, how are you?'" <laughs> but again, the trucks haven't stopped. No, 
It's just the 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 demand for the supply. Like it, it Google it right now. Like they've got like a picture of the semis leaving the the Charmin plant, mm-hmm. or I I don't know if that's what you call like. Or dispensaries, they're not distilled. Whatever it is, the places. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you call like the Charmin plant. So that's what I'm going to call it. But I mean, it's just it looks like just a train of semi trucks leaving it. Because I and I'm also sure that like the, I don't know the the CEO or like whatever like is getting to swim in his. Scrooge McDuck esque yes. mini the, bin. They they have raised Mr. Whipple from the dead. John John Lysol is just <laughs> sitting there going, Yes. Good. Good. So what are people not buying? Um really it's Pencils? any it's anything that concerns like Flip-flops? any kind of like sanitation. Any kind of like Lysol product. What are they not buying? I'm I mean well, they're still buying food, but like Frisbees. I mean, uh, I, sometimes I think when they get candles, in there, it's well, just um, uh, Valentine's Day cards. They're not okay. buying those. All right. Uh, no, birthday balloons. Um, hmm. Plastic forks. What um, What food item other than bread and milk did you see go first and or fastest? The tuna fish, peanut butter? A lot of it is the canned stuff. I think for some reason... Really, I I, we, I think you hit it on the head when you were talking about I Am Legend. Like, I think people really are preparing for, like, the, the doomsday mm-hmm. scenario. And I'm just like, you know that 10 cans of tuna is not going to prepare you for the doomsday scenario. Or they've seen one too many episodes of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of canned I, goods. I almost bought some not, bottled non-perishables, water. Non-perishables, then I, I I put it back because it's like... I I really don't expect to be out of water, no no matter how sick anyone is. They run it to my house. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned about it. Therefore, I'm just not going to buy it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should worry more. And if we do get into like a Walking Dead scenario, I'm just going to be like, man, was I dumb? Yeah, I was just sitting thirsty. I was sitting there being smug and crossing my arms and making jokes and. Now, now I have no arms to cross. Now, now I work for <laughs> Negan, so <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Okay, well, uh, binge or cringe, and um, yeah, there's a lot to watch. That's all and, I got to say. And if you've been quarantined, you have a lot that you can watch. There's You're several, welcome. several episodes of this show um, that after you have listened to all of them um, in proper listening order... You 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 are then armed to the gills mm-hmm. on things that you should watch and or should not. Yep, precisely. So uh, we'll be watching even more stuff. I wish I could just stay home and watch it as well. Oh, if listen, if this would pay all the bills, like I would, <sighs> I would gladly record multiple podcasts or include whatever, like every film that was released that week. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. doesn't pay all. Not all. Not all of the bills. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Binge or Cringe. It's air. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.